It is Tuesday, and welcome to Bounce Back Podcast with Uncle Tim. We have got so much to talk about today. Our guest is the godfather of fashion bastard. You know him as Kojo. That is right. We have Stephen Kojakara. I'm with Chad, Kat, and LJ at State Social House on Sunset Boulevard. Stephen. Bader, this is the reunion of the century. You know, how many Beatles are remaining? Paul and Ringo. This is like Paul and Ringo. I love Bader. I'm a Bader booster, Bader cheerleader, Bader fan. It, but let's make this about me. We'll give you 30 fucking seconds of you and then three and a half hours of me. Um, but I, I met Bader in the gym, in a boxing gym. A boxing gym. And the Bader the was- We have to give him his credit. Steve Petromali Steve has a boxing, boxing gym, gym on Beverly. It was a money credit. laundering place. Oh, <laughs> cocaine and a cartel and cocaine trafficking. Okay, so Bader was a young, comely, Irish hunk shredded from head to toe and I would pretend to box but I was filming him no I had way. a camera in my boxing gloves and I had videos I still I watched one this morning of Bader with the glistening sweat all over his pasty Irish body God, his clavicle his abs he was the most breathtaking man alive Bader uh, we need these videos. Like, need, 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 I have need, Bader need. Uh, boxing. So yeah, now we, we come full circle, and we're friends, and we and it's a real love fest, and it's really, really nice to see you. Bader, can you, you know, can you tell people how gorgeous I look? I'm like a blonde Jared Leto, and yes. back to you. Yeah, go and off. Go off. Beautiful. Tell people how great I look. Beautiful rock star. Even in the gym when he's got the ponytail up, I'm like, this guy is a hunk. <laughs> no, I'm just proud that like I'm a 400-year-old vampire and I look good. I never expected to look this good, to be perfectly honest What's with you. What's your secret? I thought I would look like a ravaged bottom at this point. <laughs> and I just, I look and I'm astounded by how gorgeous I look. Um, what is my secret? Well, the secret is you, you have a keen eye for fashion. Yes. Which we want to figure out, when did you realize that was your talent? At birth, in the embryo, <laughs> when I was doing backflips. You were and, born in an Argyle I, sweater? I was born, Argyle, no, that's the work of the devil, Argyle sweaters. Sage, sage, get the sage. That's Neil Patrick Harris. Those, those are those gays next door, those devil worshipers, Anderson Cooper, Neil Patrick Harris. They're just so freaking cute in their Argyle sweaters. No, honey, I'm like a chic Transylvanian. Um, uh, it started when I was doing backflips in my mother's placenta. Does Amazing. a woman have placenta, cat? Yes. Um, in her yeah. Romanian vagina. Yeah. Um, because you know I'm Romanian. Both parents oh, are Romanian. I, mean, I dated a Romanian And for I'm a while. from Montreal. I'm a Canadian. Oh. I'm a whole mix of things. Um, and seriously, very, very, very early on. But fashion is kind of was protection for me, was survival. So seriously, as, as like five or six, I was already into glamour. I already wanted to take off. I wasn't into Barbie. Okay. Another devil worshiping thing, the work of the patriarchy and Mitch McConnell is Barbie. Barbie is horrendous, nauseating. Did you see the movie? I, I refuse to see the no, movie. No, 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 no. I played it. with G.I. Joe. Okay. I fondled G.I. Joe wow. so much, he melted. He was like, take me away, put me somewhere else. I'd rather get sodomized by a group of Albanian. Uh, mobsters than be with this kid who is fondling me day and night. So I'm a G.I. Joe guy. 
<laughs> anyway, so fashion <laughs> was. fashion started very uh, seriously very young, five, six, seven years but old. But five, six, seven. I was, where uh, are you, Canada? I'm, yeah, in Canada, so Montreal. The, I mean, Canada is not necessarily known as the fashion capital. How dare you? I'm just saying. Canada is I so mean, the, forward and so cool and so amazing. Uh, I'm so tired of this cliche uh, okay. of the igloos and nanook of the north. But yes, <laughs> I was a million miles away from Hollywood. You're from Montreal. I'm from Montreal. Yeah. Is it okay? True? That, yeah, yeah, Montreal. Well, is it yeah. true that? Canadians are afraid of the dark. Where does that rumor come from? I've never heard that. <laughs> as long as I live, I go to sleep in the dark, <laughs> hanging, he's a vampire, <laughs> hanging like a piece of slab, like meat in a meat locker. I go to sleep in frigid cold, minus forty degrees, and pitch black. I am not afraid of. But the But Montreal, I've been to a lot of Canadian cities. Montreal does kind of have its own style. Well, it's very like a European. Montreal's its own hit. vibe. Yeah. We it are is, very, we're very different from other Canadians. We are, we're very. It's like a war. We think we're the coolest because Montreal's very liberal. There's a strip club and a church on every corner. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and everybody smokes. That's what everyone still smokes. And everybody chain smokes. And it was a wonderful really? place for me to grow up. Extraordinary place. Yeah. So, okay, you were going to ask me about fashion, being right. a kid. You know where it really started? Um, television in Montreal. We had this uh, this channel, called, a local channel called CFCF 12. And there was still this time where they had the late show. And at midnight, they put me to bed at eight o'clock in my diapers and my Gucci diapers, Gucci diapers, <laughs> and I turned it into a thong. Of course, I turned it into a jock strap. Gucci diapers. I sewed it into a jock strap. I'll wear one if you find one. And then I would sneak out of bed and watch movies. And I, as corny as it sounds, that's where the magic was. Like James Bond, Sean Connery, his hairy everything. What a sexy beast, Scottish kilt, sweaty balls. You got um, a thing for like Scottish Irish. I, a Scottish situation. Irish. Take me to Scottish yeah. Irish. I want to move to Scotland and open up a castle, live in a castle and it. garden and sleep with the young. Hang in the castle. Scottonians. But wait, was, it, was it like so Bond yeah. girls? Um, Ursula Andress, these Bond girls were just larger than life. They were so glamorous. They were so powerful. The fashion, Raquel Welch. And then it took me all the way back to like, I'm a real, I'm obsessed with classic movies, 1930s, glam, Garbo, real glam. Dietrich. So when I get hostile, when a bag of feces shit arrives on my doorstep <laughs> from an actress who is so bitter that I trash her outfit, I'm like, baby, the bar is really high. Forgive me if my filter is through the glamour of Hollywood. You know, oh, I no. know, you know, whoever you are, Charlize, I know you're from a backwater town in South Africa <laughs> the where Africa? there's no hygiene and there's no sanitation. Oh, so forgive me. But that's where I come from. The bar is extremely high and the bar is high for me, too. Who so is that's the most where it comes iconic from. Hollywood actress in terms of style today? No, no. I like old Hollywood. Um, Take Garbo. Every, no, Garbo. I mean, Take the, every uh, decade. Okay. okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we start with uh, we start with the 30s, okay. which to me is really the golden age. The the musicals in the 40s is considered the golden age, but purists who know the cinema will tell you the golden age is the 30s in terms of the writing and the cinematography and the directing. That's what I did during the whole pandemic: epic masturbation five times a day, <laughs> uh, old movies, and watching David Bowie videos and learning how to oh, do I makeup. I'm very into man man makeup, rocker makeup. Love it. Um, so. Uh, the 30s was the most 
mysterious, exotic, exciting creature ever, Greta Garbo. And I think they called her the face. It was the most extraordinary face. She was exotic because she had an accent. Um, Grand Hotel. I really want these kids to look this up. They will. And see this. Will. An icon is not Khloe Kardashian <laughs> and her camel toe, glow in the dark oh camel God. toe, <laughs> and a pair of pleather leggings in PVC <laughs> leggings. Come on. The icon is used too freely. And the, so you have Garbo, you have Dietrich, you have Myrna Loy, these movies called the Thin Man movies. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in the 40s, you had more sex symbols, the pinup girls, Rita Hayworth, Lana Turner, Ava Rita. Gardner. I mean, you see Lana Turner. This is glamour, platinum, hair, you know, the most exquisite, clo exquisite clothing. There was a designer in the 30s and 40s named Adrian. He was obviously a huge pillow biter. <laughs> um, a very, 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 very talented, a very, very talented pillow biter. Uh, and he... Uh, I will not tell you what position I, I do, by the way. Because I'm well, asked, you already tell us? I'm asked all the time. Yeah, you're right. I was, yeah. I'm worried about being a ravaged 90-year-old bottom on food stamps. <laughs> I had no idea I would end up being this gorgeous and extraordinary. Really, it's a shock. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. It's safe to say it's 2023 and the beard is here to stay. They once again have revolutionized men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard, fresh shave look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the name drop code. That's right, name drop, insert that code, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Let's get right into this. I love it. I've been manscaping since puberty, since I've had hair. I love a clean sheen body. This thing's amazing for a couple of reasons. One, it's waterproof. It means you could do it in the shower. I rather do it in the sink. I like to look in the mirror and all that stuff, but that's amazing. You can wash it off. Two, it's got one guard. It's got one guard with 20 lengths. I don't know if you can see this, but you can adjust it. The best thing about this is you don't have 20 guards all over your drawers and in your bathroom and stuff like that. It's the worst. It's the worst. Now, if you're really good to groom your beard, your facial hair is different than the hair on your head. It's more coarse, which can cause ingrown hairs. And for me, my girlfriend's going to go crazy. Right now, like my hair, my hair's kind of soft. But if I rub up against her cheeks, she's like, oh my God, it's too much. So you have the beard shampoo, and you have the beard conditioner. I love them because it's gonna preserve the actual oils and nutrients in your beard because it's different than your hair. Then you have the beard bomb. This is great because it can tame your beard. And you guys know when there's humidity with hair, it can play all kind of funny, but it also gets rid of the dryness. It kind of keeps the moisture in the beard. Then we have the beard oil. That's what's gonna really protect your skin because I can't stand zits or ingrown hairs when I get them on beard. It drives me nuts. Oh, and the most obvious thing is it's cordless. Like this is a fantastic kit. I mean, you got this with your traveling, it's a little travel kit. I'm so fired up for this. It's like Christmas came late for me. I love manscaped.com. So get 20% off free shipping with the code name drop at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code NAMEDROP. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 
20 lakhs. It's a shock to the system. Okay, so you had you had that. Oh, 50s. and then, then in the 50s, you had Marilyn Monroe. But also simplified. The 50s became real simple, right? Well, I'm, what comes to mind is Marilyn Monroe, right. Kim Novak, yes. um, Audrey Hepburn, Sophia Loren. These women were goddesses. And forgive me if I live, hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. <laughs> forgive me if I live in the stratosphere in another world. I am all about fantasy. That's what I want to see on the red carpet. Okay. I, want, I don't want to see pork rinds and you getting missionary position in the back of Bubba's pickup truck. That is real life. Knock yourself out. Have fun. My whole vibe, what I'm all about is fantasy. You're not into it? Bye. We're not on the same page. We're not speaking the same language. So you see where it comes from. Sophia Loren, you know my greatest moments, and there have been so many amazing moments in this life, is Sophia Loren on the red carpet. Sophia Loren came to the red carpet. It was in the 2000s. Oh my God. And no one gave a shit. Because really? they were on their they had their phone up their ass and these people were idiots. What was the film? I threw myself. Well, she came, I think, to present an honorary okay. Oscar. I threw myself at her feet. And she's like, like and she, still looks amazing. She looked incredible. Oh she looked, I mean, even then she was in her 60s or 70s. Yeah. The bones, the boobs. I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot for me to notice a pair of breasts. <laughs> and I put Not a me. velvet rope. I put holy Kabbalah water in her. I've never seen breasts like that in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like they were still like Raquel you know, Welch. Heaving Raquel Welch. Well, I met Raquel Welch as well. Stunning. I met a lot of people in my dreams. A lot of people. I met Mick Jagger. Oh. Wow. But Mick Jagger was mean to me. Why? Um, I know someone who was fucking him, oh. and that's always an entree, right? <laughs> Better than a chef or you know somebody who cleans his radial tires. That's a direct connection. So the girl who was stooping him, we were at a party in New York, and I and I was like. My heart has stopped. My gonads have frozen over. I am literally dead. I see the light. I'm going to go, is that Mick Jagger? Five feet away? My number one idol of all time, the person who gave me purpose to live when I wanted to throw myself in the river in Montreal because I was so different and weird looking. And there is Mick who, a mirror image, pouty lips and all of that. And I go, please, please, I, my life is over. I, I have to meet Mick Jagger. So she brings me over to Mick Jagger. And she goes, Mick, this is my friend Stephen. He idolizes you. And he looks at me with this most condescending look. He had young models all over him, the most gorgeous women in the world, Brazilian models, butt lifts, and all of that. And he looks at me like, oh, OK, you can clean the glasses off the table. That's the vibe. That's the look that he, that he gave me. He couldn't have been less interested. Damn. But I got to be in Mick Jagger's presence, which is like being Do you still in love him after that? My two idols of all time are Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Now, when I was a kid, and a little share, because when I was a kid, and I was picked on very early on, I was very different, I wasn't basic, and I looked around, and when I saw Mick Jagger and Cher, I go, these are my parents. These are my people. The missing link, the missing piece of the puzzle, save me the therapy, forget about the paddles and the electric shock therapy that my parents wanted me to undergo, because I wasn't like them. I wasn't a nice you know, Jewish boy who wanted to be a CPA. I was like, Mick and Cher, they are my parents and they gave me purpose. So they rock my world. Um, Mick just turned 80. It's incredible. And uh, it's nice to have idols. It's nice to, it's weird because I'm very cynical in another way. I could give a fuck or a shit about today's celebrities. <laughs> and that that's what makes me good at my job. Yeah. But what about, you know, you got to love Freddie Mercury too. In the I 80s. love Freddie Mercury because he was, no, but I didn't, singing I had an issue with his teeth. But that's what helped them see. You know, those gnarled, weird teeth. It was kind of difficult for me. Because Bowie and Mick were beautiful to look at. Beautiful creatures. Well, Bowie androgynous. Got his teeth fixed, he he gets... did get it. But even with his 
bad teeth. Bowie was always breathtaking to me. <laughs> so Freddie Mercury, of course, Freddie Mercury, um, the, 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 the theatrical, yes. the theatricality of it all. Well, let's get wow. into let's get Lenny into Kravitz. Se- and what about uh, uh, early Led Zeppelin? Who, who's I was singer? never into them. They looked like housewives, British uh, housewives. I don't know. He to was me. sexy though. No, the Robert music Plant. was incredible. I still listen to Led Zeppelin, but they weren't the object of masturbatory fantasies. I didn't want to be them. <laughs> I didn't take a towel in my ba- in my bedroom and tie it around and pretend I was Mick Jagger in a cape. They looked like ugly Manchester housewives. Come on, brilliant musicians, but nothing to look at. Come on, seriously. Who was your first crush? My first crush was. Um, Sean Connery, because oh, okay, like yeah. you know, cool. wow. Um, I like the seventies teen, teen idols, Leif Garrett. You know, um, I like the Pretty Boys. Who was the baby uh, BG? Andy Gibb. He was kind of a uh, yeah. He was symbol. really adorable. Peter Frampton. Wait, so who was the who was the Hollywood starlet style wise in the seventies though? Um, You've done 70s, 80s, 90s yet. I, you know, oh, 70s. I mean, I, I wasn't really born in the 70s. I want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I hired a pimple face student to change the algorithms online as I'm 19. Um, but okay, I was a kid of the 70s. And uh, Diana Ross, Cher. Can you imagine the glamour? Yeah. Oh my God. Like it yeah. kept me alive looking at, you know, it gave me hope. So yeah, that was the ultimate in glamour, these, these women. And then in the 80s, I was never a Madonna person. I like my divas warm and toasty, okay. not frigid, ice, bitchy, <laughs> yeah. you know? I get that. Castrating, um, self-absorbed. I like when they're warm and yeah. sexy. Um, I always thought Whitney was amazing. Yeah, very, yeah Whitney know? Houston's very sexy, classy. Yeah. She was fantastic. I'm trying to think. But 80s then, was like wild with the punk rock, post-punk. Okay, punk Come Punk on. gave me also another reason to live. Deborah Harry. Uh, Deborah Harry. I, I kind of look like Deborah Harry now. Yeah, it was a in a weird splash, kind of a way. Splash, a little pinch. A little pinch of Deborah <laughs> Harry. Um, so she was very big. I mean, I'm talking about people who rocked my world. What yeah. about all right, you know? in the 70s? I love Stevie Nicks. No? Yes? Uh, incredible. Yeah, that I mean, style. Oh, I was, like, but, always looked like a gypsy. I mean, but we're talking about really individual style. Yeah. These girls now are really sterile. You know, they follow, they have, they have deals with fashion houses. They're branded head to toe. They have price tags coming out of their cooch. You know, they're boring. Yeah. I find them really sad. I find them, they're lemmings. They're yeah, real but we followers. skipped over the 90s. The you 90s know, I'm talking was... about really good. These women like a Stevie Nicks were so individual who owned their style and weren't afraid, who were fearless. You know, and couldn't be bought, and couldn't be bought, but and were again, iconic. they didn't have that in that time period. There Option. weren't like brand. Well, there weren't like brand deals like that. Yeah. You would have like a designer, a stylist, or something that you're like, "This is my person." Yeah, but you're not making that new marketing dollar. Like, I'm owned by well, Gucci in a sense. But you know what? It really makes for bad fashion. Like, I'm yeah, not going to totally. drop names. Who I think is the worst dressed person on the red carpet now, Florence Pugh. But I'm not going <laughs> to drop names. <laughs> Because what's going on is they make deals. She's in bed with, I'm not going to name the fashion house, Valentino. And you have to wear look number 47. Right. You have to wear the look head to toe. It takes your personality. And it takes your personality. I mean, you know, and also they're cheap because they won't spend a dime on clothing. Right. I mean, the real fashion is the mixing, the high and low. You know, I'm really into right now, and she's not a young chick, like Jenna Lyons, who's on the Housewives of Peruvia or whatever. (laughs) Um, And she was... (laughs) 
she was she was the designer for J. Crew, and she's stirring the pot, and oh. she looks like the real Carrie Bradshaw. Well, like she's from she New York, an, right? So yeah. She's a New York downtown capital, queen, right? So you want to mix it? You want to mix a Chanel tweed skirt mm. with the most incredible with vintage, vintage boots yeah. and a cowboy hat, and you know, and hippie bells coming out of your head, and all of that. <laughs> totally. So it, and Florence Pugh and these girls—they're wearing these see-through things, and they're really ugly. Like you're just giving it away. <laughs> they look like strippers. It's not tasteful. It's well, it's not tasteful. It's boring to give it away. I like minimalist. Like I really like Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she's, she's got to deal style. with Saint Laurent, but it works because it's very minimal and very clean. I love Rihanna because she's funky. She's such a mess that it works because she owns it. She she's like, yeah, she I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. So these are these are some she's of the girls I like. like. I really want to sleep with Henry Cavill, Shawn Mendes, <laughs> and Jared Leto. Jared okay. Leto lives a block away from me. He brings in young girls from other countries, really? like sex workers. He has a and tunnel. He sleeps in a coffin. Oh, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm he like, sleeps in a coffin. I'm kidding, he, he sleeps does? in a coffin, but he, he lives down the block. I go to sleep every night, think, like trying to mind meld with him and saying the energy like, Jared, open your front you door. You would love you. Jared, give me the... I tried to hook Jared Leto up with Ciara, the singer. It was the MTV Awards. And I and I liked him, Jared. I like anybody on the red carpet who plays. He's who a rock star to too, Jared. Though. So yeah. he was the most beautiful man I've ever seen. And I'm face to face with him. And get lost in his eyes. They're azure. They're like, like a shoreline in Sardinia. <laughs> you know, late in the afternoon in Italy. And I knew that I couldn't fuck him that night. I knew that wasn't going to happen. So if I couldn't fuck him, I wanted Ciara to fuck him. Okay. So I introduced them. I go, Ciara! And I dragged her from the other side of the red carpet. Ciara, meet Jared. Jared, meet Ciara. There's an man. after party at the Chateau Marmont tonight. I'm going to be there. And I already booked a room for you, oh Bungalow 3, where Jim Morris, where Jim Belushi croaked. I want you guys to fuck so powerfully tonight that I want the lights to go out on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> so it is my greatest hope that Jared and Ciara fucked that night courtesy of Koja. Did you see them at the party? I did see them at the party. <gasps> so they and they were flirting. The I saw, I, like, this is the mark of a beautiful man. You could see his foaming. You could see the moves. He's All he had to do was turn his eyes on and flit and, and little flick his eyelashes, his gorgeous, silky eyelashes. I just she was down. Something. He was down. I felt the chemistry. So he was using my moves. He was using your, no, but your move is just pure butch. It's just masculine Irish lug. And it really works for you. And now, now it's better than having a big dick. It's like, you've got a brand. I have my own alcohol company. I mean, that is better than being top daddy XXXXL. That's a bounce back beer commercial right there. That is a bounce back. I want to do a non-alcoholic. Well, well, I want a brand, 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 brand. Like you, you have no idea. Because I want to, I want to live life like Lenny Kravitz. I want a castle somewhere. It's, he doesn't Lenny he is the Brazil? nicest, sweetest, most incredible person I met in show business. Wow. I believe it. I, we, I sat at a dinner with him one night and we talked fashion all night. Like from this straight guy style. who's so oh, cool, yeah. he could talk about anything. He was so accepting and loving and beautiful. Um, big fan of Lenny Kravitz. God, well, yeah. so that's, all right, this is great. It's a great transition here. Lenny is an icon of the 90s. Yeah. Who just did it on his own. Yeah. There was no trends, but the 90s was weird. Like, Friends was the biggest show ever. The outfits on Friends 
were atrocious. <laughs> yeah, but what, Friends wasn't really what was going on. Yes, it was. It would translate from from Warner Brothers in Burbank <laughs> all the way to the mall. But what was really powerful in the '90s was grunge and the supermodel know? era and the supermodel. So as much as people shit on the '90s, the '90s was extraordinary. It was amazing. I I, I consider myself my style currently today uh, is kind of a grunge glam thing, a little Kurt Cobain yeah. and all of that. So grunge what, the was very powerful. Sweaters Listen to stop talking about cardigan sweaters and i'm going to melt this is like you are you're triggering me stop talking about argyle talk about leather cage getting ready for the talk fall. about talk about kurt cobain and that greasy blonde hair with the roots and all of that courtney love and baby dolls kate moss linda evangelista christy turlington cindy crawford i mean so the not george michael sex oh, God, yeah. all of that um, the 90s were more, and, and I want you to know the world, what, when Kojo was unleashed on the world was the 90s. And it was pretty eclectic, So too. I want you to know that. Yeah, the, if, you, if there's any historians who are uh, from Harvard listening who want to build the Kojo Library and the Kojo Museum, <laughs> yeah. you should know I came to L.A. in the 90s, and that's where it began, and I hustled like mad. If kids want to know how did I make it, I was butt ugly, so I couldn't <laughs> fuck my way to the top. I'm not as gorgeous as I am. I willed myself into being beautiful. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I get it. I willed myself. I, this is my hair is the best bottoms money could buy. They're obsessed with me. I'm like they're Goldilocks. I willed myself, but I was expot. Ugly is not the word. Whoa, 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 whoa! But you did not come from Montreal to L.A. You went, no, I went to New York. Pit stop in New York. Pit stop in New Please York. Please tell me a little and, bit about that. And that's where I came alive. That's where I really connect. I knew in Montreal, I love, I'm Canadian. I love being in Montreal. And I was a mini Kojo in Montreal. I was on the radio in Montreal. I was writing for Fleur magazine, which was the Vogue magazine of Canada. I literally, at the age of 18 or 19, had already kind of, quote unquote, made it. I was a mini Kojo in Montreal. So in Montreal, if you're on the radio, you could sleep with any Frenchman with no teeth. I mean, you're a celebrity <laughs> in Montreal. You're big. Big fish, small and then you I, I wanted to leave. I felt like my personality and my flamingness I felt like I was going to be gay bashed, you know, by some hockey players. Um, <laughs> so I really, the call was Hollywood. The call was Hollywood, was the red carpet. Like, you know, I'm in my mentor but period you felt, now. You fit, in, you fit in in New York. Come yeah, on. your style seems like, New York. Come on, There's New York. I mean, so come I went on. to New York. Yeah. I was dirt poor in New York. It was very grungy and... What year? And what year? What year? I, I went to New York like in 1991. Okay, so it's like still post-punk, getting into post -punk, grunge. Post-punk, grunge, the Lower East Side, um, East Village. I really came alive. It was the most natural fit. I wasn't afraid for one second. I fell in love with the New Yorkers. They're very brutally honest. Mm -hmm. I was very brutally honest. Right. And I became an animal. I became an animal on those streets of New York. Yeah. I became I alive on those streets yeah, of New York. you fit in there, I think. And Come I fit on. in perfectly. I love New York. I feel like I'm an honorary New Yorker. I do too. Fast forward, you know, the, one of the greatest periods of my life. My life has been kind of a struggle for acceptance, really, okay. for respect. Um, I mean, let's not talk, let's talk about the pink elephant in the room. Um, you know, being so super flaming, I was considered very femme, very effeminate. Uh, violence is part of my story. I couldn't leave the house as a kid without being beaten up. I still look over my shoulder. Right. My entire childhood was fight or flight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Looking over my shoulder. Um, so uh, why did I bring this up? New York is where you got your fight. 
Yeah, so New York, yeah, New York is where I got my fight, my survival instincts. Mm. Um, and we're fast forwarding where I, where to I LA. Found my, yeah, where I found myself, street life, and all of that. Oh, acceptance. Fast forward to when the my career exploded when I got on the Today Show. Yes, really. monster. Uh, monster. Overnight, you're well known. And forget about the, the celebrity element and all of that. I was on the Today Show when Matt Lauer and Katie Couric were the king and queen of morning television. Yes. Um, I, we had these roles. We never talked about it. We just slid into it immediately. They were the conservative parents, and I was the outrageous, super gay problem <laughs> it child. It worked. It worked. And we had this chemistry, and they were very, very generous to me. They set me up. We never talked about it. It was just boom. And you know, the greatest moment of acceptance and love, this is where I'm making the segue, was when I'd walk on the streets of New York and every construction workers would go, yo, Kojo! <laughs> yo, what does Katie Kirk smell like? What kind of underwear does she wear? I look, I look kind of creepy, you know? That's where I found a lot of acceptance and love. And that's where I was trying to connect all the dots. How did so, you get Today Show? What was the transition like? So in the 90s, I uh, I came to L.A. because I was so poor in New York, like Dickens, you know, it was really like starving. <laughs> it was really ugly. And it was time to go come to, to come to L.A. And I worked for a magazine called Bang Magazine. It was an underground magazine. I got a column called The Young and the Guest List. And I used oh, that to go name. out. Oh, it's oh phenomenal. my God. And I used it to go out every night. Okay, so these kids, I'm in my mentor period right now. What gets me out of bed and what I want to contribute to the world, I have more purpose now in Kojo, the triumphant comeback, is I want to inspire the kids and I want to teach them you have to work. Yeah. It's not like I wake up, hi, I have four million, I'm an influencer and all of that. It's like you've got to hustle and work. Yeah. So with this column, I went out every single night and I hustled and I started to get known and from that i got a job at people magazine i met the editor of people magazine so cool. at the west coast bureau and he goes what do you want to do i go i want to do fashion i'm obsessed with fashion and celebrity he goes well, that's zero that's less than zero we're about divorces i want you to stand outside victoria principal's house 24 hours a day who is she stopping who's divorced i'm like i am not into gossip at all zero all i care about is what they're wearing on the red carpet so i got that i made no money i hustled i started getting on tv for people magazine the second i saw the lights and the cameras i was like madonna's vagina like twitching on fire my labia was on fire i wanted to be on camera so badly so thirsty you so thirsty so hungry i was willing to do porn the first only fans a primitive version of only fans and so I started on behalf of People Magazine doing a lot of television. Jeff Zucker, who was the executive producer of, of the Today Show, he was the golden boy of television, call, his office called People Magazine and said, in the year 2000, the next few months, we're starting the third hour of the Today Show. We want that guy, that crazy queen. We like his energy. I love that. And it was all really heady and crazy. So in 2000... September or October, I started on the Today Show. They sent me to Paris. They sent me to Milan. Instant chemistry with Matt and Katie. I became part of the family. And my career blew up. That's amazing. That's what a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. And you know what? I feel very privileged. I had a lot of lives. I had the Paris yeah. life, front row couture. I had the New York life. I had the Hollywood life. It was amazing. Because you went to all the fashion shows, I too. went to all the fashion shows. I mean, all shows, over the world. All over the world. That was really exciting. And then, like, by 2003, it had really gone to, like, dizzying levels. Um, I was on American Idol. I was on the Oscars pre-show. And then in 2004, and I was making millions. 
Um, and it was just a, I, but what, what centered me and what, what it was all about was I wanted to be a rock star. I didn't get caught up in it. I had one focus. I couldn't sing. I had no musical talent, but I could wear, I could, through the clothing, I could live the rock star life. I got the mansion in the Hollywood Hills, the Bat Cave with the infinity pool and I the screening it. room and leather and the two floor <laughs> closet, a smoke machine. I would get out of bed, there'd be a wind machine and a smoke machine. <laughs> and I got to live my rock and roll fantasy. That's all I ever wanted to do was be a rock star. Very, very sadly in 2004, at the height of my career, I was getting a talk show. Everything was moving. I got diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease at the height of everything. It was this close, a hair away from a talk show. Oh no. Like Ellen money. Like I'd become a lesbian and start a lesbian and start a lesbian cult in Montecito. I'd buy five houses, a pussy palace in Montecito with secret tunnels of virgin lesbian virgins and pegging them in dildos hanging from the ceiling. Baccarat dildos. I was going to become Ellen. And then I got really sick very quickly. I was running around the world. I was my dream. I was emaciated and I was gray and I had jutting cheekbones. That was the pinnacle of making it in my world. I was chain smoking. I was freaking gorgeous. I weighed 80 pounds. My ribs were protruding. My clavicle, I was gorgeous. Skinnier than Iggy Pop? Skinnier than Iggy Pop. I weighed eight pounds. I was the size of fucking Jared Leto's spleen. I weighed six, 16 pounds. So sexy It was my star. dream long hair, bad skin from chain smoking, gray pallor, like a beautiful corpse. And then one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, you know what? Yes, this was your dream of dreams to look like a semi-corpse. <laughs> LA Morgue meets Hollywood Hills meets Sunset Plaza. Yeah. But you really don't look good. Stephen, let's take a moment. Because I've always been able to know what, what's going on in the real world to sober up for a second. Let's take a good hard look in the mirror. You don't really look good, you know? And you were about to do a talk show and there's so many demands on your time, physically, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally. Why don't you go to a doctor for a checkup? So I went to a new doctor and he said, your blood pressure's insane. It's like 200 over 100. Oh I go, God. of course it is. <laughs> I'm gorgeous. I'm a supermodel. I'm a rock star. I'm the Contessa of the red carpet. Of course my blood pressure would be higher than anybody's. I'm proud of it. He goes, no, you're close to a heart attack and death. Holy he shit. goes, um, let me take some blood tests. He calls me like the next day. He goes, I, I have really bad news for you. Your kidney function is tragic. It's horrendous. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a millionaire. Buy me a kidney. What do I give a fuck? I'm Kojo. Get it on Amazon. I'm the king of the world. Amazon Prime. Fresh. So he sends me for an ultrasound and I have cysts all over my kidneys oh, no. and oh. I am diagnosed with this disorder called polycystic kidney disease where cysts grow all over your kidneys and they eat away at the tissue. Wow. I have to go to Cedars and meet the kidney department I, and I'm really famous at this time and it's a time of tabloids and you have contracts and you have responsibilities too. As much as I'm crazy, I'm really a businesswoman underneath. Yeah, Trust for me. sure. I know what's going on and I had all these things and I didn't want to be exposed so I went in disguise to Cedars. I wore a black mink Dolce Gabbana <laughs> cape, a black turban, Prada turban, gigantic sunglasses. Just, just to draw more attention yeah, a, very, to <laughs> a very subtle blood red vampire Chanel lipstick <laughs> and a Yves Saint Laurent man bag. Oh. 
patent leather and platforms. Very, very subtle. Very they understated. They didn't even yeah. notice me in the cafeteria. Yeah, it's not Batman or Kojo. I don't know. It's a dead heat. <laughs> so I met the kidney department and it was life changing. I met the doctors and they were so beautiful and humane and compassionate. They go, you know, you're, you're, young, you're young and you don't have a lot of complications. I go, because I said, this is death. It's over. This wild ride, which I haven't really enjoyed because I was just working at that level. All you're doing is working. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems fun, but I was so laser focused and so driven and ambitious. Everybody's having fun at the Chateau Marmont, passed out, yeah. you know, ODing, chic ODing <laughs> over oysters. And I'm like, I have to go home at 830 because I have to be up at three o'clock in the morning. Right. And I really wasn't having fun. I was waiting for that moment where I could have fun. Mm -hmm. And just with that a breath away from actually finally relaxing, having fun, I got really sick. And they said, you're actually going to be fine because I wrote my will. I left my leather collection to Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I, I, no, seriously, I, thought I, it, I literally thought it was lights out, blackout, end scene. But how could it, did you, I don't understand the disease. What were your options? Was it like, you're, if you rest, quit? No, like what, the what? doctor told me, the head of the kidney department at Cedars, God bless him, he said, I don't want you to get on the list because you will perish. On These lists are archaic. They're medieval. Mm. They're horrible. We are very proactive here. What I want you to do is go out and find a donor. I'm like, okay. how am I supposed to find a donor? Yeah, wow. Go up to Tom Hanks on the red carpet and cut his kidney out? <laughs> yeah. Hey, J-Lo, can I have your kidney? He goes, find a donor. Forest. Find a donor. Put it in your Prada purse and bring it to Cedars. Oh, my God. So I found a donor and it all moved very wow. quickly. And you just needed one. I just needed one. You, we all function. We have two kidneys, uh -huh. an heir and a spare. And one is Prince spare. William okay. and one is Harry, that <laughs> orange pussy whip, the most pussy whip man alive. Um, you love Kojo. Pussy I'm man, Kojo. pussy whip guy, number one pussy whip guy on the planet. Um, I, uh, I got a donor. It all moved very quickly. Um, January 2005, I had a transplant. Great. Uh, three weeks after my transplant, I was fired by the Today Show. Um, I had I worked for them, right. and I promised them that I, we were going to do some stuff after they wanted to be in the operating room with lights. And I'm like, oh no, my no, God. no, my surgeon needs to focus on yeah. me. Yes, correct. Okay, we're not we're not no. we're not shooting a reality show. Right, right. No. Um, but also, I had a relationship with Oprah, and I was obsessed with Oprah. And I literally, I did have a beautiful kind of. For Hollywood, nice friendship. I, she used to call me pretty on the red carpet because I had better hair and makeup than anyone on the red <laughs> I was more stunning than Kate Hudson and Gwyneth Paltrow's tampon combined. I was gorgeous. So Oprah started calling me pretty. pretty. So during this whole time, the Oprah people called and I said, okay, I'll do Oprah. Um, but that's Oprah tapes and it doesn't air for five, five months. I'll do the taste. I'll do Oprah. When they called three weeks after my transplant, I'm in my mansion in the Hollywood Hills. I'm taking a leak. I'm urinating blood because oh. this is what happens after you have a transplant. Yeah, yeah. And the phone rings and the producer's like, I heard you're doing Oprah. I go, yeah, but I'm doing the Today Show live yeah. if you want to do it in the next week or two. And then Oprah's not taping for five months. Oh, well, there are competition. You work for us. This is disgusting. This is terrible. You're the devil. And they were moving on without you and they fired me. So oh it was, my oh God. My, it was devastating. It was dark and devastating and horrible. But I moved on. Then uh, in June of that year, uh, I got sick. I got a virus and I lost the kidney. And oh so, and then I was in dialysis. The one that you. The one that I got transplanted. So I would go to Hollywood parties and I would come home and I would put on, and I would hook myself up to a machine. 
This is what it means to be Kojo. Oh, okay, wow. baby? It's not just Saint Laurent boots yeah. and, Cel and Celine collars, S&M collars, baby. $5,000 Celine collars. There's got to be a survival. You got to be tough, you too. You got to bounce back. Got to bounce back. So I had my second transplant in the fall of 2005. I've been well since. My mom gave me a kidney. Oh, beautiful. Um, and nothing else was really important after that. Just my wellness, my survival. I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of downs. I just did a story in Variety, my big comeback interview. I talked about... Great article, by the way. That you. is a fantastic article. I talked about... Um, I really fell down the rabbit hole. I, there was a lot of trauma in my life. You know, I had this transplant and... I, I put it away. Like I just sent it to voicemail. I pretended like it didn't happen. And I went right back to work. Right. You know, five weeks later, I'm asking Halle Berry, you know, what the embroidery is on her Ellie Saab couture gown. <laughs> and I shouldn't have done that. I should have taken time to process this incredible Because I was going to ask you, doesn't tragedy. the kidney have to take? Like yes, it had to take. And the doctor said, you need to take off six months and just rest. Yeah. I go, like, no. no, no, no. My career, yeah. I've built my entire life. My life is my career. Sadly, I want to be honest with you. I didn't have a life. I didn't have a personal life. I really didn't have friends. I didn't have a partner. It was all work all the time. I was that driven. I've always said I've had the drive. I have the drive of 10 men, 10 tops. I mean, at one point, <laughs> ten you, tops, you were everywhere. 10 tops everywhere. equals 500 bottoms. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. Note to self. But there was a point where, like, in every magazine, yeah. every award yeah. show. Were you yeah. ever on the cover of Rolling Stone? No. But I know Just you have Just in my been, mind. But were you in Rolling Stone? Not like yet. So, I don't think so. Articles, no, anything? No, I don't think so. But there were a lot of articles written about me. There were a lot of profiles. I've written two books. Um, it's incredible. It's just it's, Sometimes I still pinch myself. So what does the balance look like today? Um, so... After all of this and not dealing with trauma, not dealing with the trauma of being bullied as a child and violence as a child, a big part of my story, and this is why I'm here, I want kids to know that they're not alone and that they're amazing and powerful and to fight beyond. Um, when I was a teenager, the bullies in my school, these three guys, one of them came up to me, the sadist in the group, and said, you're so gay, you're such a fag, we have uh, dug a grave for you. Oh in, my God. in Peter's backyard, and we're going to bury you alive. And you're in high oh school? Like, and I'm in high school. I mean, people don't understand how young that is. They don't understand the level of bullying. And then... That's like insane. It's insane. And, and I who think, the fuck raised people like that? It's very dark out there, the yeah. level of hatred and the cycle of hatred. And I want to break that cycle. And that's yeah, why let's I'm talk about, about hatred, it. too. How much energy right. does it take to hate somebody? It's fucking crackerjacks to me. Um, it's just, it's conditioning. You know, it's conditioning. It's fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. I'm in a different place. I want to use all of this, you know. Um, it's not enough just to survive. You have to be a fighter. And you ha hopefully... I like to think that I use it. Anything that happened to me, all the darkness, the ups, the downs, the falling down, the, the rabbit hole, the losing everything, the alcoholism, all of this. I'd like to think that I sat on a rock one day and said, well, how do I use this to better myself mm -hmm. and maybe better the world a little? So I'm very anti-hate of all sizes. I'll stand up for it. You know, I'll yes. fight it. And it gives me more purpose now. I really want to, I like the young kids, not to sleep with them. Um, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy at all. Um, me neither. I, I've never, I've never, I've, I like them older. 
The problem is, Same. I, I like them older. My partner I'd like somebody in their 50s, but the problem is they all have artificial penises now. Yeah. Really? And you have to help them work their penis pipe and hold the thing and the tube. Oh my God. And I'm like, I slept with someone the other night with his penis pump. And I'm like, I didn't go to, I, what, do I have to go to DeVry Technical College to help you work your fucking dick? This is not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a technician. You know, are you ready to settle down or no? Like, yeah, like you yeah. really want. I like really a, am. Just a companion. Like sex is great, but you want someone you can I really, really, vibe with. really am because I never had a personal. Life. What do you Kat, look for? You asked me what the balance looks like. <laughs> yeah. um, the balance is I definitely want to work, but I'm working with purpose. I want to inspire people in my own little way and be a mentor, and I want to have a life. Um, the reason why I can talk shit about celebrities the way they dress because they're the way they dress is atrocious. And the, the, by the way, the zingers write themselves because some of it is pure comedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people look so ridiculous. Um, wait, wait but, I gotta interject. Yeah. Where do you stand with Lady Gaga? I love Lady Gaga. Because love, some of her love, outfits love, were love, bonkers no, and then sometimes no, she looks so but you know what? But she owns it because she has true style. Yes. I mean, in this period, this period that she's in now where she's very ladylike and clean and very couture, you, when you own the style and you're not, the clothes don't wear you and you're not a fashion victim, you can do whatever you want. Okay. And Lady Gaga is uh, what, Gaga's she's calling right Gaga's now. calling right now. <laughs> I've never met Gaga. I've never met Gaga in my dream. I, there's a couple of people I'd really like to meet and vibe with. And I want to work with bullying on, on Gaga. Oh, you yeah, have to manifest. Been, yeah. You have to have dreams. You have to put that out mm -hmm. there. Today into is the, the luckiest day of the year, by the way. Uh, August 8th. 888888. And guess what? I'm going to win the 1.5 billion nope. on the I lottery. Won. All right, I'll split it. What are you going to spend it on? You? Will you buy me a Range Rover? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Just Can to we run here. An yeah. Aston Martin, a Range Rover, oh, and a vintage Aston Porsche. Aston Martin, you would look great. And a vintage Porsche, like a, a Ooh, British yeah. green vintage Both Porsche. Both of the cars got to be convertibles, right? I love convertibles. I, I have a convertible now. I'm driving all pounding music all day long. All right, well, back to the balance. I needed yeah. to know, like, I had to know where you were with Lady Gaga. I never knew who she was, and then she was on Howard Stern, and I instantly fell in love with her, her voice and her story. It's she pretty seems remarkable. very real. She's mega talented. She writes. You know, these are the kind of people I'm drawn to. But I was going to give you, tell you a secret. The reason why, what gives me license, why I'm fearless to trash people's outfits, to dissect it and fillet them like they're a piece of sashimi, because <laughs> I don't want to hang out with them. I want to go to work, collect check, go back to the fortress, and that's it. The pro like I noticed in my, in the aughts in my early days in Hollywood that every these climbers you know and these suck ass people they want to go to the bar they want to be invited they're yeah. frothing at the mother they're and still always like, I want to wear the t-shirt that says I don't want to be invited and I want to hang out with you I have zero because my ego is bigger than theirs you think I want to hang out on the Palisades with Gwyneth Paltrow and no. do enemas together do coffee enemas no. doesn't really excite me <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at work life balance you know yeah I want you definitely have to have a balance I want to have a life somewhere in there I'm a bit of a beach bum I'm a dichotomy I'm a lot of different people okay. Um, I want to walk the streets of Prague in my Alexander McQueen that. leather trench coat. Mm. And I have a lot of career dreams, a lot of branding things I want to do. I did a clothing line in Canada, and it was an epic disaster. <laughs> it started off Chanel, and it turned into fleece. Every time I say the word Argyle. fleece, every time I say the word fleece, I die a little inside. All right, I got to ask you, the, I, I, I love that you guys are connecting. You, you guys are both in form and fashion. And well, I'm Kat not, is just What season do you love the most? <laughs> what season do you love the most? Winter, uh, fall? Fall, summer. winter, yes. the dead of winter 
um, you leather, know, leather, like layers, scarves, faux fur, a million scarves, boots, Saint Laurent boots, Rick Owens layers, days in leather, jumpsuits, oh, yeah. darkness, steam, Pragian nights. <laughs> Bavarian Knights, Berlin Slings, Romanian Romanian Transylvanian Knights. I want to wear a sling. BDSM fantasies. Dead of winter. Oh, by the way, my Instagram, my social is Maison Kojo. Okay. Now, I made a huge mistake. I tried to get Kojo, but every Romanian whore, prostitute, call girl is trying to steal my name. And there's a fucking country singer. Really? So I decided, you know, in, in Paris, the houses yeah. are called maisons. Maison. And there's nothing chicer when you're at the Chanel show and you get a private invitation and Carl comes up to you and goes, Kojo, come to the, we would be very honored. Come to the maison tomorrow. Oh, come to it. the house. So my handle is Maison Kojo, which is kind of high fashion couture meets cunt. You know what I mean? Because the girls I talk about, the girls I talk about, these reality girls and these girls are the most dirty, low end, trashy, fashionless cunts alive. So it's high fashion meets low fashion. Who's the best of the worst of those? Find me if you want to sleep with me or date me or offer me a brand. Maison Kojo on Instagram. Maison Kojo on Instagram. Instagram. I love All it. All right, you got to ask them the last question before we let him go. What is the fashion that's going to bounce back this fall? Oh, well, you know, this fall we're still in the tragic era, the maximalist, more is more is more okay. is more. I'm waiting for signs of life for the pendulum to swing. We are going to get tired of seeing girls look like stripper wearing see-through clothing and accessorizing around their cooch. Okay. Um, That's getting old. We're going to go back to minimalism. Chic, refined, it's going to happen this fall. It's going to start to happen this fall. The pendulum. What's the grunge is coming back. What's uh, the, the one item are that we need back? for the fall then? What does Timmy need for the fall? What is the oh, one item that Timmy well, needs for the fall? What does Timmy need? Timmy <laughs> where, where needs a Barbie, like a Valentino Barbie jumpsuit. An Argyle in sweater. Chiffon. <laughs> he, needs an, he needs an Argyle jockstrap. <laughs> Timmy, let's go shopping together. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Timmy, let me take you to a gay sex shop. Let's go to the pleasure chest. Done deal. Okay. Say when. Say when. By the way, they're gonna they're gonna, they're yeah, gonna like, film, it? film it. They're gonna film it. <laughs> Let's film at the pleasure chest. Okay. I have an account there and everything. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Don't say the word Argyle. It's you so it. triggering you to me. It. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in the world. Me, me and any thong, you pull the fire alarm. <laughs> it's like I can't take it. I back up a little. Come on. Fall 2023. Fall Timmy 2023. And Argyle Timmy and Argyle. So I, you know what I've been thinking about with you? I, I think I think you're going to get another TV show. Really? I do. I think okay. there's a market He's for it. He's vibing it. Yeah, vibing it. Vi- I mean, if that's, I mean, right now it's so crazy because like podcasts are bigger than life. Right. Especially podcasts that you can watch on YouTube. Yeah. Like this. So, and Spotify. And Spotify and yeah. Apple. I mean, you can yeah. watch you it watch on all it. platforms. So yeah. it's like. I mean, I don't even know if you would want a TV show or a podcast because... Uh, how about both? Okay, I can live with that. How about both? Yeah, why not? Don't limit. How don't about, limit yourself. Uh, how about all of it? I, I, I'm yeah. good. I can pack in a lot into 10 hours a day, 15 hours a day. I'm, I'm excited that you're here. I'm good. Because I know that we, we caught you on the beginning of The Ascension. That's, I'm about I know that. this roller coaster's well, going up right now, baby. Vader, <laughs> Vader, that's a beautiful thing. And it it's makes true. me feel really, really good. You know, I... I 
I walk down the street and young gay men come up to me and say, you mean something to me. Oh. It's all been worth it. Do you see what I'm saying? All the bullying, all of that. We didn't even get into this. This is the second part of the podcast. <laughs> you know, I was bullied again when I got well known um, by gay men, by homophobic gay men, because I was too gay for them. Right. So all these articles, Kojo too gay for TV. That's so insulting to say too gay. Yeah. We don't say that anymore. It's not right. acceptable. So now to walk down the street and have a 20-year-old gay guy say, you mean something to me in my formative years. I saw you on TV. So that's what energized Because me. you you were the one that broke down the walls. Yeah, but I didn't get the credit for it. I didn't get the respect for it. I got torn down for it. Right. It, so now it's a new day. Here we are. Kojo in Central Park, naked. Oh, my God. The I concert love for Bottoms. I'm going to inter- I'm The not gonna- concert for Bottoms. Because <laughs> Bottoms have it hard. You know, the douching. And you have no idea. You can't be spontaneous. Not that I'm a bottom. I'm not saying what I am. Because I find it very distasteful. Like, all these ki- all these celebrities are talking about whether they're tops or bottoms. I don't want to think about Anderson Cooper doing doggy style. I want to, when he's giving a news yeah. story. I don't want that visual. I get that. I want to think about him live from Boston. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I, hold on. I have a monster question to ask yes, you because, because you broke all those walls down in your youth when you were young and beautiful, which you still are beautiful. And I, when were you born again? You were born in 85? In, in, uh, in 1989. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. That's why Taylor Me and wrote Mariah the Carey, we were born to the same egg. We were fertilized in the same egg in 1989. But I have friends that are gay. That I remember when, like, they had a storyline on national TV, a TV show called Glee, where two gay men kissed, and it yeah. was like fashionable and cool. Yeah. And a few of my older gay friends are like, "This fucking sucks." I was in the closet forever when I was gorgeous, and I couldn't, I could never dream of kissing the guy I loved, and they were kind of bitter about it. Yeah. But I, I kind of understand that too. Like, yeah. fuck, in your your golden age. You know you're gay. You know you're not waffling between you, and you want to be with your man, and society won't accept it. Now you're in your fifties and sixties, and it's actually fucking cool and fashionable, and all over the world. Celebrate it. It's beautiful. And guess what? We still have work to do. Florida. There's still so much anti-gay, and I don't want to <laughs> we be. Still have work. We still have so much, and I don't want to just be in my gay zip code like as a martyr. Let's talk about it in a broader sense. Let's not hate each other. Let's be tolerant. Let's be loving. There's so much to all. We have so much to offer each other. How about the you most? Know? The most hate I've ever seen towards gay uh, gay men are men that are closet gays that just don't want to accept it. Darling, if, this is like. When I meet a man who's 50, I, I'm a little guarded. The wall goes up because you were there. They weren't kind to me. They were not generous to me. They were not you go girl. Yeah. You know, they were like, you are the worst stereotype. I used to get letters when I was on the Today Show. Like, hi, I'm gay. Me and my partner loathe you. We want to poke our eyes out with a screwdriver when we see you. Um, all the articles that were written about me, Too Gay for TV, were written by gay men. Yes. Wow. So I could have gone better bitter and become a gay serial killer and <laughs> shot them up. But I turned it into something good. We, we left that to Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, Listen, you, don't, you broke down the That's walls. why I'm yes. so breathtakingly beautiful. Yes, and I indeed. have such smooth skin, like velvet. Because <laughs> I'm not being bitter. You know, you got to own who you are today. And kumbaya, let's all be together. Let's be gorgeous. On that sentiment. Do I? Do you have to go? Don't I have to? Do you have another appointment? I have a million other appointments today. I have to sprinkle my gay fairy dust all over <laughs> the world. I have to arm wrestle Ron DeSantis. <laughs>
I am, I'm on a mission, baby. Kojo, one more time. Tell Wait, us Tim, where we you're driving go. me home. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> my, because my car I is mean, in I'm the, looking here. I'm like, I, we're like, we're no, you're driving over My car minutes. is in the shop and it's gay victimhood. I walk into the shop. It goes, oh, a big poofster. A pillow biter is in the room. Glow in the dark. We have to do new transmission, new brakes. New, oh, my God. $40,000. I can't wait to see my car. Gay. <laughs> Sure my car's in the shop for three months gay <laughs> but if i was baba and i came in with a wrench they'd be like oh it's just a little hose it'll be ready in a half an hour <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. we're targeted you gotta you gotta get a good mechanic i'll find one for you all right yeah, get, get, I don't yeah. Have a... all right one last time tell yeah, us where we can find you right now on um, instagram i'm on social i'm on instagram maison kojo um i'm on x Elon Musk would be a get for me. I'd love to marry Elon Musk, even though oh. he's a freak. No, because then uh, nobody wants to be a millionaire anymore. It's all about being billionaire. a billionaire. Yeah. That's yeah. the only club to be in. Yeah. You know, and then I'd become like a mad scientist. But then you'd be in like space all the time. What's up with the billionaires? No, well, in space? can you imagine I'd build a gated community in Mars <laughs> for beautiful, cool people? I mean, I it would be the most gorgeous. The it would look like. It would look, it would look like it would look like Britney Britney Spears's gated community in Calabasas. Oh so it would look like a faux Tudor mansion. I love Britney. Let's put out good light for Britney because yeah. probably another special moment in my career was I did a bunch of why I'm known. Another reason why I'm known with the kids is my Britney interviews. Um, Britney and I had a very, very special vibe, like an older sister, younger sister thing. Right, right. And I spent a lot of time with her. I loved her. She is not this weak person that people make her make her She's out to be. She's tough as nails. She was so much light and good energy and talent and charismatic and warm. She was a sweet Southern girl with balls. I freaking loved her and i want to see her do well again i so, still love her on instagram doing her little dances taking bikini her, shots yeah, just being happy be fair you know like they really like to bash britney so uh maison kojo mars elon musk uh <laughs> facebook whatever kojo uh <laughs> is there man, anything right? le- is there anything left to do uh, uh we want you back on this yeah. podcast say when it. Tim, I'm thrilled for you. You're, I've always just been a big fan of yours. Yeah, we, your energy, your talent. You're a great guy. I would still sleep with you. Thank you. And that, <laughs> well, you a little know. known fact. Kojo has more than one time been to the depression oh den. Oh, my they God. They call my condo the depression den. Well, I don't den. find it. You're in You are all my refrigerator. And remember I had the Polaroids and we were on the patio? Yes. Yes. He Remember Johnny that worked for YSL? Remember my friend John? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. he moved back to King Prussia. But oh. you are literally still in the depression den. Kojo. Yeah, but you're in prime real estate. Of course. You're in prime yeah. real estate. I mean, I'm Come well, on, you're in the it. heart of West Hollywood. Yeah, Come on, you're, everywhere. you're in a great zip code. Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Beverly Hills is across the street. We're not going to do a math. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> but no, seriously, I believe in your town. You're such a rock star because you're real and hilarious and warm and beautiful. And Kat, the only two women I've ever wanted to sleep with, like perform cunnilingus on the red carpet, <laughs> were Charlize Theron. Because okay. she is just, uh, just a specimen of outrageous gorgeousness. And Angelina. Because Angelina has this male-female energy. Mm-hmm, you can almost mm-hmm. feel a dick coming through her Versace <laughs> dress. And you remind me, you've got the Angelina. 
yeah, Jolie allure. You've got the allure of Angelina. So I want to sleep with I'm gonna you. I'm going to clip. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Whenever a gay man tells you as a straight woman that they want to sleep with you, it's the best compliment. It's the highest it's honor. It's the highest compliment. It doesn't get any. The that's the biggest. You it doesn't really get is. any bigger than that. Yeah. I love my I women. You know, my closest. Can I interject? You know, she's not afraid to sleep with straight men. She doesn't. What, you're not interested in sleeping with straight men? No, she's not afraid to. She's not afraid to. Oh, my God. She's calling my business out there. No, no, yeah. No, no, Wait, no. I'm not clear. Who do you sleep with? Men, women? Men. Do you go to Ellen's house in Montecito, the lesbian, no. internment no, camp? I don't really like women, like, okay. in general. Well, you know what? No, Kat, let's talk about this, because I have gone through different friendship circles yeah. of what is healthy for me now, and I've come back to my incredible female friends. Through it all, my best friends are my, are my girlfriends. Yeah. Well, Smart, great incredible guy women. Resilient. My female friends, uh, my be- one of my best friends is so smart and savvy and real. And I'm at that stage now where we can really have girl power and, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Good, good talks. This I'm is my favorite that. podcast ever because oh, Kojo looks like a rock star. He's on Sunset Strip. It's hotter than a witch's tit in here. And he looks like he just performed. No, because I have the most gorgeous setting spray on my hair. The hair looks good. The The hair looks good. My hair is lacquered. Okay, (laughs) baby. I'm like a Republican housewife. My hair is freaking lacquered. (laughs) Where's the jewelry? I'm like fucking Mrs. Mitch McConnell. Are there rock jewelry or no? They're rings. They're amazing. I do rock jewelry, but today I just felt like showing off my rock and roll chest. I have more body makeup on than 15 gay porn stars i'm done on that one i'm driving i wish i could do an OnlyFans. i wish there was a market for people who would pay 9.95 a month to watch me whack off i wish but there i'm not be. in the, there might there, there is there not might there is not an audience for have me you tried? people i swear that I ship, have managers that do ship this. has sailed maybe okay? you did it like hanging upside down like a vampire Ooh. i think maybe for the balkans i think i would there be still considered young and beautiful like in croatia yeah. certain parts of serbia uh, blackout zones balkans have in moldova very attractive men yeah well, you, know, you, know, you know what's interesting? How do you though? get out of the Balkans? Prostitution. Like all the call girls, Slovenian call girls. Uh, Romanian too. Yeah. Romanian. But yeah. the thing is, you do have a lot of fashion tips. Yeah. So if you made people pay for them on OnlyFans. That's true. I mean, okay. you Do you know anything about lot, Patreon? But Raider, let's make it official. Why don't you be my manager? Because <laughs> no one in this town hustles more than Tim Bader. I'm not crazy for a branding point of view. I'm really not crazy about the Uncle Tim. It's super creepy. <laughs> okay, okay. But you want to continue to call what yourself Uncle Tim? What about Bounce Back? They call me Bounce Back. You, bounce Back is beautiful. Okay. Your, what's your beer again? Tim, bounce, bounce Back. Bounce Back, back beer. beer you drink during the day. Bounce Back. Oh, that you just chill out. You are drunk and vomiting during the day. <laughs> yeah. Just like my Irish boyfriend. Yes, yeah, of perfect. course. Yeah, I like that. By five o'clock, I'm By double five o'clock, you're dead. Day beer. <laughs> Only Tim Vader can come out with day beer. <laughs> I want to do day douching, okay? Day douching, so you smell like day, you know? You smell like fresh. coffee. You you're smell fresh like, like yeah, and then there's night douching. <laughs> So you smell like evening, day, like, like night douching is like sandalwood, you know, and a sexy, you know, a smoke far fragrance. east smell. Yeah, and tobacco. day is more fresh, like the juniper. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's what I'm going to come out with my own lubricants. And I love it. You know what I want to do? Like, I, you have to be age appropriate. And what is my branding? I sit down with my team. The war, we have a war room, and you know, maybe I'm not. Maybe Chanel isn't going to call me to be the face of Chanel. What I can you don't be. Want it. 
seven figures is be the face of Vagisil. And let me do, <laughs> let me do the commercial right now. Let's do an audition for the commercial, okay? okay. okay? Oh my God, J-Lo, so nice to see you. I've known you for 20 years. You look incredible. That one shoulder, Givenchy Couture, is incredible. But J-Lo, you don't really smell that fresh. Oh J-Lo, I want to recommend, baby, give me a, here, here we go. J-Lo, I want to give you a complimentary from the heart, from Kojo to you, these Vagisil wipes. Kojo for Vagisil. <laughs> Seven figures back in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm going to open up a home for unwed mothers. And a what? And I'm going to open up a home for unwed mothers. It's not about being selfish this time around, this act. It's about being a philanthropist, giving back. back. Yeah. Yeah, All right, final question. If you could name a chapter, if this was a chapter in your book of your life, what would the name of the chapter be? Mm. This one you're about to get on. This, this uh, triumph it. of the of the uh, of the verse bottom ah. triumph <laughs> no because um, you know what they're doing now I said I wasn't going to talk about this all the way here in the shower Kojo don't go dirty don't go don't go don't go into the gutter you know you're this close to getting uh, your wax figure in Madame Tussaud <laughs> keep it dignified and elegant be in the Smithsonian but I knew our, being around your crazy energy I was going to go there and this is what my podcast is going to be about it's going to be about high art and low bottoms. Um, so on Grinder and on Scruff, bottoms, they really, they're, gay men are essentially very, sweeping generalization, okay? Not speaking for anybody, but just extremely on a shallow uh, level and generalizing, gay men are very insecure about being masculine. All these profiles on Grinder and, and on Scruff, they all say MASK in capital letters <laughs> underlined. MASK, I'm so masked, which is doth protest too much. You're either naturally masked and alpha, there's all these buzzwords. And now instead of just being bottom, which some people make you sound passive and maybe weak, which is not true, they've added a new word to the lexicon, verse bottom, meaning they do both. Okay. But it's really an, a phony, empty term. It means absolutely fucking nothing. Triumph of verse bottom. The more you know. That's the amazing. more you know. Triumph of the verse know. bottom. Kojo, the next chapter. That's your book for sure. Yeah. Or a record. We'll put a record. You, we'll find Bader, I want you to imagine. Cat, you're lovely thank and you. full of life and good energy. And thank you. Thank you. Seriously. She had the good questions today. I mean, these, forget <laughs> it. No, what, <laughs> what, 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 what are those questions? No, what an amazing hang. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice, you know. Okay, we'll end on this. It's nice to show up for people. And I, I showed up for you. You showed up for me. I love it. It's amazing. I'm, I'm begging you to come back when you're free. I promise you I will. I, I told her, I told LJ, I go, this is going to be the easiest, most effortless, most entertaining podcast we've had. And we've been doing this since oh, November. Oh, by the way, Tim, uh, this is major, 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 major. This is, uh, okay, sound effect of cherry being popped. I don't know what that sound effect is. This is my very first podcast <gasps> appearance. Wow. Yes. Yes. I have been very anti-podcast. I don't like anything that's cliche. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My gynecologist has a podcast. Every my <laughs> proctologist. Everybody has a podcast. And what what the lemmings, what everybody's doing, I will go the opposite direction. But when Tim calls, Bader, and I, I'm ready to do my own podcast, which is nine hours of 
again, filth, grime, high fashion, low fashion. Nine hours. Nine I everything. If you want Just me to do a podcast, I want Spotify to call me. Okay? Take that, Joe Rogan. I want Spotify to call me today. Apple, I just need a partner, a studio, Pandora. a fluffer, makeup, hair, <laughs> and I'm there. 20 producers. 20 Let's producers. Go. Megan Markle's got very, nothing on you. Very low maintenance. Kojo's coming for you, people. Kojo's, Kojo's coming, for you, coming for you. I love Thank it. Everybody. Bader, bro love. Bader, bro love. love. Let's go back to your apartment and bait. Do you know what bait is? Do you know what edging is? I do not. When you masturbate yourself to the edge and then you come back, you you edge for 10 hours and you never spill. (laughs) I could never do it. It's almost like sting invented. It's almost like tantric J-O-ing. Okay. Okay? Too difficult. Or we'll have a J-nap. <laughs> which is which is jerking off in a nap right after. There's nothing more pleasurable. Guys, come on. Well, Kat, I do it every you, night Kat, before I go to Do you have a J nap? Do you ever have an afternoon J nap? No. Come on. No. Where you take out a, a shampoo bottle, <laughs> yeah. an Olaplex shampoo bottle. You you know specifically Olaplex. Uh, specifically Olaplex number three, the bonding cream. And you you have a little masturbation session and then you scheduled a nap after that. You know what happens after that? You're glowing. Yes. On the red carpet. I recommend if I give you one piece of fashion advice, jerk off before you hit the red carpet. <laughs> Did you get that, you will, Chad? You will glow all the way to Mars and back. That is the secret. Wow. I'm down. I offer that today to all the red carpet girls. And it's called a J nap? I offer that to Harry Styles, to Jared, <laughs> to Miss Florence Pugh, to Miss Flo, Bounce to back. Olivia Wilde, Chad. to everybody out there, to Riri. Oh my God. I love it. You've said it all. You've said, said it all. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't leave anything on the table. No. <laughs> For sure. Subscribe. Yeah. Oh, so what's the, give me the message. Uh, what is it? What's subscribe it? your fucking ass off <laughs> to the be- best podcast out there. Yeah, Bounce ba- Back. Give me the script. Bounce, Bounce back. back podcast. You, ba- can, you can find it anywhere where podcasts are available. Anywhere, even in prison, <laughs> even with hot prison sex. And I highly recommend one of my favorite podcasts out there. Bounce back with Tim Bader, the legend, and Cat, and every, and the whole family. Bounce back podcast. And day beer. And day beer. <laughs> Bounce back day beer. Okay, kids, do it for do it for me, Kojo. I love don't it. and unlike Uncle Tim, don't f- ever call me Uncle Kojo. It's super, <laughs> super creepy. And don't call me your daddy or your zaddy. I'm just Kojo. I'm your brother. Uh, LJ, your bro. is this going to be the most difficult podcast to go through for, to find clips? Why would do you why, know what clips are? Why would of course it's like clickbait? But you've given us so much that. Yeah. Listen, it's got, I mean, no, that I don't give you permission, okay? <laughs> I give you permission legally. I'm going to see your ass like two clips. Come on. Do not AI me oh, and no, repurpose no, no. this for the next nine months. No. I'm we, building my brand and do not suck the life out of my brand. I promise we two will clips. Two no. clips. Oh, two we're clips. Good, we're, right. we're two en- clips. We're enhancing. Two clips and you can run this podcast. You can go your special event podcast. You can run it for 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, after this, I, I have a dream. Let's put it out there. I want to be on Howard Stern. I really admire Howard. Well, I have I a lot of respect for Howard. I, you know, I, used to, I worked for Howard. Can you call Howard and have him I on? I can probably get. Gary I want to get on with Howard. Yeah. I want to talk trash everybody in Hollywood. I want to. You got to go to New vein. York. He, he hates podcasts too, but he won't. He's I so, am on the next plane to New York, baby. Come on. I, I would actually. I have that work. ten million air miles on Air Romania, so <laughs> we're there, and you and Cat are coming, and LJ and Field everybody trip. else. Yay. I am gonna find Gary Delabate's phone number. Okay, and I'm gonna. I mean, Howard, Howard would take you it's one of two dream. seconds. No, I, you know you have certain idols, mm-hmm. and Howard, his style, because Howard's a mensch. 
Like, I think Howard has yeah, a good heart. For sure. And he's the best interviewer out there today. Yeah, so I, I have goals. I met my idol, one of my idols. I met Oprah as my broadcasting idol. And you don't want to meet your idols because it's very rare because they'll usually disappoint, disappoint you. But Oprah mm. exceeded it because she was unbelievably cool oh, and kind amazing. and beautiful and i'd like to meet my other and howard's Howard. obsessed with oprah's instagram you know that i know obsessed. Oh, I, know that. I know we can so talk about oprah for days yeah. Yeah, okay. you know we can talk you know, about Kojo anything kojo is best friends with oprah not so, best friends but i'm gonna throw there was a, okay there was, Hollywood, there was a moment where i saw oprah a lot on the red carpet and i interviewed oprah and we had a bit of a connection and a bond i had tremendous respect for her and she got a kick out of me and she called me pretty yeah come well, on this is happening we're gonna get you on the stern show I love it. It's a dream. All right. Well, I'm going to be your Uber driver. I love it. <laughs> Bye. Well, no, you're taking me to the hairdresser. Fair enough. We have, we have to, we, the man shag has to be attended to day and night. <laughs> Girls stay out. I love it. Let's go. Girls stay out. Girls stay Bye, out, kids. Baby. Thank you for having me on. Seriously. Thank you for having me on. Oh, this is, you're coming back. <laughs>